Welcome in, everybody, to One Random Thing. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined by two uh, very special friends, one I may may or may not be related to, Steve and James. Guys, welcome. Hello there. How's it going? <laughs> going pretty good. Um, so, One Random Thing. Uh, this is our first venture into podcasting, uh, not related to fantasy football. Uh, so, what what is... What is this show one random thing about? Uh, I would say it's it's a show for overthinkers. Uh, it's like, do you ever overthink about whether the guy driving you to the airport deserved a tip? Uh, if you if you go to a restaurant with friends, uh, do you ever overthink what seat at the table you should sit at, um, or do you do you ever randomly just stop and think about the days you used to, you 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 used to eat Dunkaroos and Lunchable pizzas? Uh, that's that's what this yeah that's what this podcast is. It's a podcast about all the random thoughts that go through our head, uh, but we we never say them out loud. So let's see. So let's just the one thing I wanted to talk about before we got into uh, our first part was as we go through these different segments uh, and these different thoughts, I want to encourage the listeners. I want to encourage I want to encourage the people listening uh, to shoot us an email at one random thing pod uh, at gmail.com so if you have something that, nice yeah like, like let's you got one random thing pod wow i can't believe that handle wasn't taken yeah very nice I signed up for, yeah i signed up for this about a year ago uh when i, when nice. I thought about doing it um so we've got that so that'll be good because then people can shoot us ideas and then we can bring them up and talk about them on the show mm. like so that. Yeah. So the first, so the first thing we're gonna go to, our first part of our show is a few random segments. So one of our segments, these are gonna be recurring segments throughout the throughout all the episodes, and our very first one is called "Am I Doing This Right?" And uh, I guess this segment is just things we do in our day to day life that we don't really talk about, and we do it a certain way, and do people do it differently? Are we doing it the right way? So I'm going to start, and I'm just going to say, how often do you guys wash your jeans? Min- so Minimally. Yeah. I, I would say as often as I wash the rest of my clothes. Really? Yeah. Although I'm, 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 I'm interested in what James means by minimally. So I actually met my fiance Elena, in retail. I've worked re- I worked retail for – six or eight years i forget uh before becoming an accountant and you are supposed to hollister work. i did work at hollister abercrombie all right all right urban Outfitters. it seems like everybody from this area worked at hollister ran the gambit um of retail experience and you are supposed to wash your jeans minimally because the color will fade and the qualities of the gene uh well, what do you, what what's minimally? Well, well ha, hold on though. How about how about since the the segment is, am I doing this right, Justin? How do you do this so that we can then decide whether you're doing it right? So so I Great wash point. my jeans. I would say, every six months. <laughs> that might be extreme. Wow, <laughs> wow. 
Is that is that too is that is that not enough? Well, how how many how many jeans do you own? Um, I own two, but I really only wear one. Wow, that is That's that insane. is a lunar rotation. Holy! <laughs> I try to wash my jeans less and less the older they get. So I have a favorite pair of black Levi's right now, and I would say that they're on a one to one and a half month wash rotation. But at the same time, I only wear them once a week. So well, well. So here's my thinking, right? One is, I've never seen jeans get dirty unless I'm like in the mud or I'm in the dirt. Like they're just they never to me. What are you an action figure? No, they never. They never. <laughs> they they never feel they never feel dirty, right? And I just I don't know. I I, I probably wear them. Okay. A well, times so a week. all right. So so I'm the all right. So. You know, I'm the I'm the math engineer here, so we got to measure this somehow. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it gene uses, mm-hmm. okay? Uses per wash, that's the stat, right? How many? So six months, maybe mm-hmm. we'll call it four, because I doubt six months. How many uses per wash is that for those genes? I would say I wear them at least twice a week. So so t- twice a week over four months, you would say that's like thirty five ish washes 35 uses before you wash them i don't think that's a terrible philosophy to take because if you have a a very expensive pair of jeans you don't want to wash them often at all in fact it might be in line with what you're saying but you just need to make sure that you're just going to museums and dinner dates in princeton with those jeans because they do pick stuff up over the course of Definitely six months and four months, probably. I'm thinking that the right answer is uh, James is saying, you know, maybe like once a month, skip a wash, skip two washes. Don't wash them too much till they fade. I think faded jeans is not necessarily the thing that it might have been in the 60s. Now it's probably just like, oh, you bought those jeans as faded jeans. Um, So my vote is you are not doing it right because whatever you just described was fairly disgusting, especially knowing that you have a a rotation of about seven other items of clothes that you ever wear. Um, So I'm going to vote that you're not doing this right, but you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. All right, Steve, what, um, all right, what are you, what's your, am I doing this right? Oh, am I doing this right? Um, you know, I'm not really sure if I'm doing this right, but so there's, there's all kinds of, um, we come from a long lineage of lunch-related uh, professions. And um, one of the particular types of lunch and, and food uh, items is is not a sandwich, but the wrap, the, the, the tortilla wrap, uh, whether it's, you know, a burrito, especially a burrito or like a soft taco um, or even just like a, a nice, a nice uh, chicken wrap. Um, when I go to eat an item... I'm very conscious or subconscious about the contents um, coming out while I'm eating it. So, like, you know, a wrap is – and this is more like a soft taco problem, but it's also like when you're in the middle of eating burrito. I I don't necessarily want the back to kind of flop out, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, when you're taking a bite from the front. So I get a real – I get a real good grip of that burrito. Like – like imagine there's like a little like chinchilla or something in your hand and you're just kind of cupping it gently mm-hmm. right in front of your hand. And then, but like, I just grab the back of the burrito like that, like palm it. I palm it. Katie said it, it looks like I'm, you know, palming a basketball basically. And I got, you know, I got it like that. And then I got the other hand 
around the burrito and I I jam it in there, you know, and I, I hold its form while I'm eating it. Um, and to me, that seems like the right way to eat a burrito because you're 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 maintaining its shape and you know its integrity. You're not letting loose things come out the back or come undone. So to me, that makes sense. It's like, how else would you eat a burrito? Like two hands around? That seems dumb. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I am I eating a burrito wrong? It, like Katie it, says, it sounds like Katie is saying you're being extra phallic with your burrito. She she would say that. I yes, that is not so kidding. not so nice terms. Yeah. yeah, she's like, she's like, babe, you're embarrassing me. Stop eating your burrito like an idiot. And I'm like, I'm just I'm just eating my burrito. Yeah. Will you please leave me alone. So you're like, but am I doing that wrong? You're like. You're swirling your burrito like a glass of wine. Is that how you're holding it? Well, I'm not really moving it around. I'm just, I'm just really, I just really gripping it tight. But, you know, and I, I got. All right. You so, know how you like you could like you could like balance a baseball bat in your hand yeah. in your palm. You just put the butt yeah. right there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a, I, I got a good back back end grip of it. Yeah, it's embarrassing, dude. It, it does sound it like yeah. a bit sultry. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, do you have no pinky strength? Like, that's what your pinkies are for. You you do the you you do this you do this the pinky. Oh, I never even thought about that. Is you do the symmetrical grab, <laughs> right? Like the rest of the normal population, and your pinkies provide the role of keeping the back end set, so you don't look like uh, a caveman just shoving something <laughs> directly into your mouth. See, to me, that's pretentious. Was <laughs> that pretentious? <laughs> Because it's like, ah, oh, pinky's out while I eat this burrito. No, dude, it's pinky's for support. So pinky I'm underneath where that. your palm would be. I just peel, like I just hold it almost like a candy bar and peel that tinfoil down as I eat it. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. that's provided you have tinfoil. I'm assuming Steve's mm-hmm. talking homemade where you don't have the tinfoil. Yeah, I'm talking homemade. And I think almost like soft taco is really where it gets weird because like you can almost fit the whole thing in your hand. So it's almost like I'm just like, jamming it in there oh i take my comment back then i did the same thing <laughs> there you go all right see it's it, a soft taco has the a bigger because it's not like a wrap right so it's like you could have some of that leakage out the back yeah and in the comfort of your home like who the heck cares well what i do sometimes so you do the homemade fajita the homemade fajita you're supposed to leave open on both ends yeah that's that's kind of what i'm talking about yeah oh well yeah well i just close up the homemade for fajita I close up the back end, you know, it's technically yeah, not yeah, a fajita. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll leave the front uh-huh. end opened cause I'm going in on the front end, mm-hmm. but the back end, you got to close. Right. And I close it with my palm, you know, not, really fold it up. Yeah. Not use pinkies. You're doing it wrong, dude. I'm doing it wrong. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. That's it for, all right. I mean, it's fair enough. I've, I've been told for a while I've been doing it wrong. I but... mean, dude, if you're, if your wife, if your wife says you look like an idiot, and she looks at you every day, and she doesn't yeah. want to look at you eating that that burrito that way. Maybe she's got a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's, honestly, let's go, I felt that way too. Let's go to the next segment. Uh, this one we're going to call the workshop. Uh, this is where we take a business idea that we come up with, um, something that we'll probably never do. That probably is a little outrageous, um, and we just we throw the idea out there, we workshop it together, uh, and we see if we come up with something that might work. I will I will start because you just you just had your other am I doing this right? Uh all right, so you know when you go to a fair, okay, 
and you have the squirt gun game and the race horses go across you have to squirt the water in the hole and whoever gets the the race horse across wins first certainly yes race horse urinal game for bars <laughs> so so yes so you go to a bar and they have this attraction in the in the bathroom where you get your urinal, there's a little target, and you get to have a little race with the people next to you who has the best accuracy, who who gets the racehorse across the finish line first. I mean, I would go to this bar. It sounds like a great it sounds like a great All right, a couple questions. Is it is it uh is it accuracy only? Is pressure involved in measuring the speed of the horse? Well, you would just uh, you would carry longevity over. of the of the stream. So you a couple of things. One, a couple of challenges to this. One is you would use whatever the mechanics were for those uh, those. You just take the same mechanics from the fair. I I, I don't really think. And a, so is and there a distance them, and apply them to a penis? <laughs> I don't, no, to apply them to going to the taking a piss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess technically you're right, but okay. So the, the, I don't think, I don't think velocity matters. Okay. Mm -hmm. Accuracy. Well, it will matter at some point because you need a minimum amount of pressure to, to, to press the target. Yeah. And then accuracy matters, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The challenges are how do you balance the importance of accuracy versus length, right? Because you got to finish length of time, just to be clear. Length of time, yeah, because you have to have the horse finish the race, and right. Then, but also, there's not an equal starting point usually. I can't remember last time I was like looking at the guy next to me and be like, "All right, ready, go." Well, so that's the other thing is how do we how do we regulate the races? Well, I mean, I don't know um, who was made to be in the P race business, but if anybody was, it was you. So you let us know. Well, I'm work. This is the workshop, right? I want, I want ideas. I, I would think it would need to be like a, like how they take forty times at the co the NFL Combine, where, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, yeah. Go like you start and you finish, and then on, up on a board it would say, Justin, horse race <laughs> completed. In yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you could have stats and everything. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could have like, and it could be a lap, right? It doesn't have to be straight across. It could be a lap. So you could be like Jim or like, you know, whatever. He must have had a lot of beers and held it in. Then bro finally broke the seal and he did 12 laps, you yeah. know, of the horse. That's, that's it's like, holy shit, 12 laps. You know, it was Super Bowl Sunday. That's the record for the year. That's a that's great actually, idea. That's brilliant. So it's not about, it's not about like simultaneous racing. It's who went the longest with the most accuracy. Yeah, but then you can have splits, right? You can have a one lap split. All right, who got the one lap split? Who got the two lap split? Yeah. But then, it, I mean, to do that, you got to kind of like introduce a, a different speed factor. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then, but yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I think length of time should be should be the thing that is is emphasized here. Yeah, because well, because if it's hard, if it's a small target, right? Then like presumably you might miss and he'll slow down you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's how it works because that's how it works with the at the carnival the cons are to this 
maybe someone pisses their pants, you know, they're holding it in, trying to be like, I'm going to set the record. And they're not really going to do that though. Yeah. Depending um, on the venue possibly, but yeah. in the adult world, no, most people won't do that. This will also encourage accuracy. I don't know if you guys have been in some disgusting bars late at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets pretty gross in the bathrooms. People just kind of disregard where to go to the bathroom. I don't use urinals. And, yeah. So this will this will encourage accuracy. So I don't know. Yeah. I just think this is a great idea. I think it's a good idea. I think you could sell it as a as a thing for the bars, and then I think you could have a spinoff as a potty training tool. <laughs> the potty training tool. Wow. Yeah. What kid isn't going to be like, oh, oh I'm God. not going to pee my pants. I'm not going to pee my pants. I'm going to go make the horsey go around above the toilet. Wow. That's genius. Uh, we you know, I think this podcast is going to be short-lived because we're going to be in this business already. We're going to be spending all our time on uh, – all right, so all right, so that's a great My little pee pony. Yeah, sign me great... up. <laughs> all right, all right, Steve. What's we got workshop? We'll workshop that a little bit more though. What's what do you bring into the workshop? All right, here we go. We got, you know, I, I from the makers of uh, bonus food and um, rent a pet. Here comes uh, party labors. Okay. So party labors. So you're having like a party, and we had I am Katie and I, my my wife hosted a uh, hosted a party the other night, and we had about ten fifteen people come. Um, we've we've done this on and off, and you know it was like a thing. We we put food out. Um, people came over. We played some games. Um, all the food was good, but like we kind of had to get all the the food together. We had to coordinate everything. We had to um you know get it all set up then we had to clean up afterwards it's just kind of a pain in the ass like it was a great time but it's like it's not that great and then also there's also like the difficulty of like are people going to come um you know how many people are going to come is it going to be the right mix of people like it's just kind of stressful to have a party and i think that's kind of what's led to like as people get older they're like ah screw it let's just stay home and not do anything so in comes party labors which is I haven't decided yet whether it's party labors or party laborers. Labors sounds more like favors, you know, branding and, and all that. But basically party labors is a, a people that you would hire for a party and they would take care of all the setting up the tables and setting up the food and making the food and cleaning afterwards and, um, you know, they can even bring the food. They could, they could, they could, uh, you know, do the evites, whatever. So that's great. So that's basically like caterers. But the catch is, it's at your house, right? And they include people that are posed as party guests. So like, you know, this is John, my friend from work. So like. In addition to getting all of the stuff for the party taken care of, you also add to the guest list and like fill out the party a little bit. So like you got maybe three or four people that come and they're like, you know, they're screened to be like fun people. They, they know like what topics of conversation are good. They're always in for games. You know, they can get the mood of the thing, whether they, they, can, they can be good with DJing. You know, they're just they're just good party guests, professional party guests, and they'll always be trained because they got to clean up anyway. They'll always be the last ones to stay, because like the worst is like when 
you know, people start to go and like the first couple goes and then the next couple's like, oh, I guess we're next and then we're going to go. And then all of a sudden it's like if it, it thins out real quickly because no one wants to be the last people there. Well, now, you know, Bob from work is there and like, oh, he's fun as hell. So let's just stay and hang out with him. So it gets your party longer. And then when it's done, they're the last ones there. They clean up. They're gone. You wake up in the morning. Everything's taken care of. What do you think? Party labors. This is, this is a terrible idea. There, no! I can think of one way it could go awry. And that is... Just one? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I feel as though the people interviewing and getting that job would be incredibly outgoing. And that may be a good thing, but it could be a very bad thing to have an overly outgoing person at a house party. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why wouldn't you want an outgoing person at your party? Like then it, he's getting stuff going. Like an yeah, overly outgoing person. Who said it's going to be a lunatic? You've hired these people. You've screened them. It could even be like a, a, a you select from a menu of party goers. You're like, this is Gene. He works in accounting and he's awesome fun because all accountants are awesome. That was not, that was not, that was not meant to be a joke. <laughs> I, I just, I just, Okay. So one, like, fine. In theory, it kind of makes sense. But in actuality, when you know all the people invited to your party, and you're like, "Who the hell is that guy?" Is, no, but well, okay. Bob so maybe let me just, yeah, you let might me just get Janine. Caveat. Oh, that's Janine. <laughs> okay, know. all right. Well, so let me caveat at that. Like, and then people will people obviously. You has to be your friends. Like, don't necessarily work with you. Like, all right. So I'm at my. So at our, at this party I had the other night. If if there were people there and I said they were from my work, there are zero people there that could have said that I don't work with them, because they have no idea who I work with. So I mean, it may need to be like, oh, this is somebody I met in the Poconos last month. Like, it's for an adult party. You know what I mean? So you're just Even lying. In college, you're could lying be a about your home. friends. You're just. Oh yeah, it's all a lie. You don't tell them who they are. That, that that this is party labors. They tell you you tell your actual friends. Oh, this is this is whoever from work. Yeah, but then that just spins off into like, yeah, this is definitely a party laborers party. Steve doesn't. Have, yeah, this, I know. Well, when we're big trim- enough, that's that's you know that's going to be a problem. Yeah, because you might get Gene from accounting as your party laborer, <laughs> or you might get Joe who. Is struggling to keep a job and needs to be outgoing to keep a job, and so he comes there. True, just wildly outgoing at a somewhat yeah. mellow well, party. I mean, hey, we we trust people that we don't know, you know, here from wherever to drive us places while we're drunk, and you know, we don't know anything about them in their own cars, and we get in there and they do it. So sure. I'm pretty sure we can screen people to be, you know, friendly and outgoing. And I mean, it's an easy gig, right? Yeah, let's invite these all these strangers into our house. This is wonderful. Let's, let's let them hang out with our friends and intimately get to know us. What could go wrong? Speaking of Uber, I, like, what if you started the party and it seems like some people might not show up, maybe a little weak, so you can hit up an app and just say, "Hey, I need a party goer." Oh yeah, I like that. So our party, a party fillers section. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in general, just having uh, uh, people posing as guests as your at your parties just introduces a whole other element that people have not really considered. Yeah, most people just have friends that they can invite, but I guess if you are short, well, if you're short on the friends and you want to have a, we're party, not all so lucky. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have that many friends, but <laughs> yeah, they just don't have so. a party. All right, let's uh, 
so that does it for the first part. Uh, our our few random segments. Let's let's jump into uh, this week's one random thing. Uh, and this week it is handshakes. So for each one of our one random things, our, our main topic, we're going to break it down into three ways. Now, these may evolve over time, but the three ways we're going to do is best thing, worst thing about this topic. And then we're going to do, did you know, where like one random fact that we either looked up or researched or something like that. And then the last part we're going to do is we're going to make a rule. So a rule in society about that we should we should now follow as a society uh, or something to that extent about this topic. Uh, let's start best best thing, worst thing. Uh, it's no secret if you've if you've talked to me or know me, um, I hate handshakes. So I'm gonna start with worst thing about handshakes. Uh, it there's just too many options. There, there. And this is so. So, not, are we including like the the uh, you know high five and like a you know fist bump as a handshake? Greetings. This should be titled greetings. greetings. That's okay. the worst okay. thing for you. Let me let me let me tell you why. Okay. Okay. So, just guy to guy interactions alone. There's the normal handshake, right? Nice firm handshake. I've got no problem with that. I've got no problem with any of the handshakes. The problem I have with is trying to decide what you have to do in the moment, right? So there's the normal handshake. There's the, the like, you give, you dap somebody up, right? I still don't know how to do that movement. And then there's now, now guys over the last couple of years, I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, but there's a lot of hugging. Okay. There's the, there's the handshake that goes into the back pat, right? You come close and you have one arm around their back. And you keep the handshake going, and now there's. I'd even say that's most common now. But but now what's becoming more common is the handshake that disengages to the two two armed like hug. Like yeah. like there's there's just too many options. So what happens is you have to when you enter a social situation, you have to you have to judge the environment the setting, the person, and like your relationship with them and decide what are they going to do. And then I always end up overthinking it and mm -hmm. never quite, I probably have a 25% hit rate on a, like we mutually agreed on the same action. And, and this isn't even, so you're, you're playing, you're playing handshake roulette too much. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. And uh -huh. and this doesn't even get into the guy girl handshakes, where or the guy girl greetings, where there's some girls you just shake their hand, and most girls are a little too delicate with like I don't want to generalize, but to like grab your fingers and it's never really like a good handshake. Um, there's the like a hug, and then we just like touch necks. There's a hug and like we kiss on the <laughs> touch cheek. Touch necks. Yeah, like you don't I've never kiss. done that. Oh my god, I've never done the neck. I mean, I've necked, but I've never necked. Well, like that. I touch cheeks like they—they <laughs> they don't want to. You don't want to kiss them. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and then I recently this was at a you know a party where the girl just went in for I'd never met her before. She just went and kissed me on the cheek in a hug, and I was like, ah, first time meeting. Like you were going for this, so cultural. I don't you know. 
Yeah. So you got to judge the culture. You got to see what. Yeah. The, yeah. So it's just. Can we just? There's just too many options, and it's debilitating to me. And I dread yeah. going to a social situation I, I because of you know this. we got a lot to get to. So I don't want. I don't want to go too much. I, I just want to propose that potentially you're a handshake beta, where you're just you're you're following the lead of everybody else. You you want to match them when I think if you had a little more confidence and authority, you could be the one, you know, kind of assuming the creation of the the handshake or whatever's going to go in for it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No. Just be a little more assertive. Maybe you could up that hit rate just by people following your actions. Completely yeah. agree. I was thinking that. Yeah, and and that was I was when I was thinking about this topic. I was like, well, maybe my problem is I'm trying to read them too much and react, and I should try to set the tone. But even if I try to set the tone, my, my I just want to shake people's hand. That's it. But now when I shake guys' hands, even if I try to set the tone, their bodies start leaning in and like you can't, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It is tough. What's what's your best thing though? I mean, this this was difficult. I don't know. I I mean, <laughs> I was saying like in a business setting, if you get a good firm handshake, like that feels good. You know, cuz like especially if it's somebody like higher up, in like yeah. someone who's more successful than you and you yeah. establish a good firm handshake with them it almost for a moment you're like feel equal with that person who is, has this business success so i think that's a yeah. good moment and then the other one i came up with was when you're younger and you have like a crush on a girl in like you know sixth seventh eighth grade and like you get a hug or a goodbye like that's kind of cool i'm down with that yeah yeah i feel that that's it those are you know that that is kind of the point of the greeting and the handshake is to show a human connection so when it lands it can be nice yeah no i'm all about them landing it's just the rate at which they land feels like it's getting lower and lower yeah well honestly that's america right we got people from all over we got all different greetings if you're just in germany you just shake someone's hand you think so you know you don't think there's different subcultures in germany james what do you think as far as best thing, worst thing, or different <laughs> Yeah, best thing, worst yeah, what's your, what's your no, best no, no, thing? No, 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 no. So the worst thing by far for me is the germ spreading. I, I mean, I already said in this podcast that I don't like using urinals largely because of the germs that are around them. Uh, and handshakes, some people you can confidently look at and say they wash their hands after the bathroom or their hands are clean. But some people, it's just totally up in the air. And you're, especially in a business setting or a work environment, you can't refuse a handshake no matter what. And that's easily the worst thing for me. Do you carry around hand sanitizer? No, but I will wash my hands afterwards if I suspect something. How quickly, how how much time elapses before you have to have your hand washed when you feel like you've washed a dirty hand? Judgmental. Um, But I'll certainly make sure I don't put my hands to my mouth or hands to my food. Anything to that nature. Reminds me of the movie Blue Streak. Have you ever seen Blue Streak? Random movie reference? Is that the one with Martin Lawrence? Martin Lawrence. He's in a a duct. And he can see into the office. And the the guy's got a... It's a little itch situation. And he sees him sees him apply some ointment and then he next thing you know he's face to face and he's got his hand out there and uh old Martin's not not, not going for it. Reminds <laughs> me of... That may uh, what... be where it comes from. I enjoyed Blue Streak a lot and 
Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what somebody just did before they walked up to give you a handshake. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a common thing, and I think washing your hand. Like, I'm always kind of a, a attentive to that. Do you have a best thing about handshake? The fist bump. Big fan of the fist bump. Yeah. I wish we just integrated that into business. Just a fist bump. Pound out. It would be interesting. <laughs> Captain planted it, you know. Earth, <laughs> wind, fire, water. <laughs> Don't forget water. Out. Yeah, the fist bump's legit. It's easy, you know. There's no manipulation of the fingers. Everyone, you know, knows how to do that. And so, uh, so how long, just do you think you could get away with? Because Tyler, so our brother, uh, you know, was not feeling well at this aforementioned party and was just fist bumping everyone saying, yeah, I've got a cold, just go for the fist bump. So how far do you think you could get away with just eliminating all interactions and just going for the fist bump every time and explaining it by saying, oh, I don't, I don't feel great. The problem is, is, is I'm in healthcare as an eye doctor and uh, most of my interactions are in a doctor setting. And the last thing you want to yeah. hear is that your doctor is under the weather. So I can't really mm-hmm. use that that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, when you go to a party, you don't – I mean, I don't really want to be the sick guy if it's at a party. You know what I mean? I don't want people to be like, mm-hmm. avoid me. Good point. Good point. Good point. So I don't really think that's, you know, an option. Yeah. I mean, I could just be the fist bump guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Howie Mandel does that. Yeah. Well, he's a germaphobe. Yeah. What's your best thing, worst thing, Steve? All right. I'll go with the worst worst thing. Actually, I'll go best thing real quick just because it kind of goes – mirrors what you guys have been saying. Just when you when you, when you you get that perfect – slap like like when you know it doesn't have to be followed by the hug but it's just like you and you and your buddy you guys are on the same page you could do the cupped hand you know with the little thumb interlock it goes perfect angle and he just makes a great real big slap you're like yeah dap it up like that to me that's just like perfect for the whole point of of having the handshake or having the the greeting with your buddy i mean the more complicated the greeting if you successfully pull it off the more Right. rewarding it is right yeah all right what's your exactly. what's your worst thing worst thing is the I'll, I'll just call it like the 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 awkward presentation like if somebody is like holding something and like they're at an angle to you and they just kind of like put their hand out there or it's like maybe it's their left hand and then you're like do i shake it backwards with my right hand do i put my left hand out there yeah. or like some some people will come in for a shake and it'll just be like upward facing palm. And you'll be like, what, am I supposed to do what, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? Am I going to slap it? It's cupped though. Like, is it a handshake? Like just, you know, who does I'm not that, so right? nervous about, I'm not so, yeah, our stepfather yeah, he does, does that. But... He does the palm. <laughs> I just slap but, it, dude. Yeah. I just I know, high it's five. Like, what I, I but like awkward presentation, like that's a little different. Like to me, I'm not uncomfortable in <laughs> as you are. Like I'll just kind of like give someone a hug or dap it up. Like I don't give a shit. If we mess it up, I'm like, oh, let's do that again. But like when somebody is just like <laughs> Go at it again. giving you nothing to work with, you know, when someone's giving you nothing to work with, that's when I'm like frustrated, especially like the left-handed backhand. Like, come on, man. What am I supposed to do with that? Like touch my finger to your finger? Like get out of here. I so that's usually... my that's my – Sorry, I, I usually uh, just go in with both hands and like, like try to capture the other person's hand if I don't know what's going on. Like an old man, yeah. Like, oh, He's taking hey. control. yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Grab their hand totally. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, next thing, did you know? We might have to switch this around. Maybe we start with did you know? Uh, this is just a random thing we might have researched about handshakes. Uh, yeah. I got a quick one. Yeah. Uh, did you know that that the term dexiosis also means uh, handshake to to extend your right hand? Dexiosis. It makes sense. Dex meaning like hand, osis coming together. Uh, there's lots of ancient, um, you know, like carvings and things of people shaking hands, and it's called like a dexiosis. So what, there you go. Dexiosis. It is a noun. Dexiosis. So it's the act of when the your act hands of are... shaking hands. I think that dates back to the fifth century. Shut up. Oh, it takes. Yeah, no, it does. It might. I think it takes back to very early. The handshakes, I think, were like fifth century BC. Yeah. So there you go. Did you know that? I did not know I, that, and I now we all know that. Did not know that word. I'm going to def like. Yeah, like ne- next time you mess one up, just be like, "Oh, our dexio- dexiosis was not on point there," and they'll be like, "Huh?" And be like, "Exactly." Well, invite um, invite one of your party laborers and try it out with them. Because if it doesn't go, if sure. they don't like that word, then you know, at oh, least you won't see them again. Yeah, or you could like pre, you could make sure that like everyone sees you, you know, shake their hand, and then everyone would follow suit. James, what uh, what do you have to tell us about handshakes? So in my research, I found that in certain areas of Africa, a handshake signifies that the two people shaking hands are in a conversation and anyone around that conversation cannot interrupt it until the handshake is released. And That's awesome. It is awesome. And it's also not, but depending on the scenario, I guess. So the handshake just keeps going yeah, while you're talking? until the conversation's done. So it could really be awesome, totally. Or you could kind of grab someone's hand and force them into a conversation that they don't want to be in. Do you think they have to bounce the whole time? Or is it just like locked hands? Well, you I'm can't not just sure. have your hands limp and lay there. That's just weird. Well, I mean, it could be firm, but you don't have to bounce it. Isn't that weirder, though? Firm, just holding your hand there? Um, I don't think necessarily. I think there needs to be a motion. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think you could lay down. That might be strange. Well, yeah, I mean, laying down would be strange. <laughs> that, that's a power move, though. Oh, man. Like oh we're in conversation everybody else knows but I'm just gonna put my feet up. Well I think like I think older men in like older people in America yeah. have adopted that so that you can't leave them. You ever have like an old guy shake your hand and he just talks to you forever and you're like all right dude like stop shaking my hand we gotta move on yeah yes. yep right. my my did you know is is not that as cool as your guys it's it's that some you know the origin of the handshake. uh comes from when people used to kill each other with knives and it was a way of revealing that you didn't have a hidden knife up your sleeve yeah that was my other one yeah it meant that you were unarmed yeah so no one carries That's awesome. around, no one carries around knives so let's stop shaking hands agreed all right is that your rule that was no so all right here here's make a rule here's my rule okay uh-huh i feel like the the brooch brooch 
What's the thing that old ladies pin on themselves? Brooch. 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 Whatever that word is. Pin. Pin. Very underutilized. The pin is very underutilized in American society currently. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just like in Game of Thrones when they pin the hand of the, you know, hand of the king, something like mm-hmm. that, we come up with a universal handshake designation pin. Okay. Mm-hmm. It signifies what type of handshake you prefer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like this symbol that I pinned onto my lapel says that I just want a normal handshake. This mm-hmm. symbol says I do the one hand in the hug. With this symbol, you know, it identifies each one. Now, not everyone needs one, but for us handshake-sensitive people, we can opt for one, okay? Yeah. And then uh, I don't wear it all the time, but when I go to a social engagement, I can pin it on myself, and then people will be like, I see that guy. That's how he likes to shake hands. I don't have a pin, so I don't, you know, I will... uh, I will adhere to his form of handshakes, Mm -hmm. and then... Problem solved. Could I, could I say something about that? I mean, it's a podcast, so please. I love that idea, but <laughs> something you should be aware of is if we got to pick what handshake we're gonna do, I would do something crazy. Like we have to do a dance or something, <laughs> dance around no. each other. And... Yeah. No, it it has to be a, a, so, a universal. So you're gonna be approved. like at a party and you'd be like, oh, that that's a cool pin. What's your pin for? Oh, it's uh, it's because I don't want I don't want to I just want to shake your hand. I don't want to do like a weird hand slap thing. So well, in this PC yeah. culture where everyone has their safe space, <laughs> why can't I have my safe space for handshakes? Okay, my rule is here's here's my rule, right? I think this is a good rule because I think I think I, although I like handshakes and I'm not as afraid of them as you are, I think that they're overdone. You know what I mean? Like if I. I don't need to freaking shake your hand every time I see you. I don't need to give my mother-in-law a hug every time I see her. So so here's my rule. If I see you more than five times a year, or I've seen you in the last five days, I don't need to do any greeting at all. Love it. You know, so and, and this you is... know, it's just a rule of thumb. It doesn't, you know, you obviously can't measure that exactly, but like if you if you clearly fall into the category of I see you more than five times a year, or I just saw you. Don't expect me to do anything, any type of greeting to you. You know, this it's in, in you as my brother, we have kind of adapted that rule in our lives. You know, I remember yeah. like you, so you would always come home when I was in high school from college, from Penn State. And then before you went back to school, you would hug and kiss mom. Mike would put his palm up in the air <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's our stepdad. Uh, and, and then I would just stay on the couch and I would just wave and I'd be like, See you later, Steve. You know, didn't get up, didn't shake your hand. It's like, you're my brother. I know you're around. We don't need to engage in this, 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 uh, pointless yeah, it's, greeting. It's, yeah, that's the most distilled, easiest version of it. Yeah. So you guys don't hug? I think now we do more than we used to. Yeah. Now we see each other less because we're yeah. with families working so forth. So okay. now right. I would say a little more often. Um, but, but yeah, but it's for that. That's that's along those lines. Like, if you fall in this category, like, just I've, I just saw you. You don't, you know what I mean. Also, addendum to this or an add-on, right? Family parties, okay? Ten or more people. I always come to family parties late because I always have to work on Saturdays, and there's like thirty people there, and every time when I walk in, I have to go kiss every single person, 
shake every hand, and it's awful. Okay. If there's yeah, but you often will do the thing where you're like, "Hello, everybody! I'm waving to you so that I don't have to come up to you individually. I hope this does not affect our relationship." That's my move. So that move should be the rule. If there's ten or more people, a wave across the room is fine. And the same thing for saying goodbye, because the same thing you, you gotta buy, you gotta go to every single person, and you gotta kiss every single but everybody. I think, like, I think one. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, and I do think that has an impact on greetings at family parties. But one way I need to hug and kiss all of my aunts and shake all of my uncle's hands, like one way. So if I'm coming in, I need to make sure I do that on the way in. And then on the way out, I am able to just give the wave or vice okay. versa. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I like that. All right. All right. So that's going to bring us. What's, is the, does James have a rule? Oh, James, do you have a rule? I do have a rule. What's your rule? Um, so I am somewhat traditional in the sense that, especially in a business setting, you should stand up, especially, I say that again, but be, if someone comes in who is far superior to you, so if someone two levels above you uh, in the pecking order comes in, you should stand up and shake their hand. Uh, but one of the things that I don't really like about the handshake in a traditional sense is the whole idea of keeping your hand like holding the grasp longer than the other man i don't know if you guys have encountered this but you'll be shaking hands with another man and they won't break the hand it's the it's the trump yeah that's <laughs> not to ring politics and the trump doesn't let go of your hand that pulls that, it in that really bothers me especially if i'm if i'm in a rush which a lot of times at work i am and it's like, come on, just let it go. <laughs> Get mm -hmm. out of here. I think so, so is your rule a, a universal, like just a quick second or two? My rule is once up, once down, out of there. Go on. I feel like you need to, you need to go up twice, Agreed. down twice. Otherwise, it's not a shake. Then it's twice? just like a... Just go up, down, up, down. I wonder how many times I've misconstrued you trying to show dominance over me because of that. I mean, oh, like hey, Justin, a second. what's up? <laughs> you refuse to like it. I'm like, what are you yeah, yeah. There's, there's a good comic where it's like two aliens and they're like doing a contract and they shake hands and they're like, is this what we're supposed to do or something? And then they're like two bounces. And then the other one says, seems appropriate. Yeah, two, so I think two bounces. I think two bounces seems appropriate. Fair. All right. I'll accept that. All right. All right. So that's, that's one random thing for handshakes. Uh, before we head out, let's. Uh, let's end with one random thought. Uh, Steve, you have the floor for your one random thought to end the show. All right. So, so we're going to, you know, it, it, this is, this is, this is random ish, but I, I'm just going to pose the question to you guys. When I, you know, what is, what is a word? And like, by that, I mean, what, what, what constitutes a word? When is something, uh, not just in a, a group of letters, but it's actually a word. When it represents something else. Well, that's kind of what I would jump on to is it's a form of communication, but written instead of said. 
but but so so if I say the the word the letters C R O, right, and I say that that means a wall, right? Does that make it a word because I said it? Does it need to be in a dictionary? It needs to be agreed upon, like someone else. So agreed needs upon to... meaning of a word. Yeah, like if you just started saying crow, you're like, what the hell is that guy talking about? Well, so how many people need to agree upon it? So that so that leads me to this thing. So there's this thing that goes around on the internet, and I've seen it, but it's a it's a word, and it's the the have you ever heard the word sonder? S o n d e r. Yeah, don't sonder. So, sonder means the profound feeling of realizing that everyone, including strangers passed in the street, has a life as complex as your own, which they are constantly living despite one's personal lack of awareness of it. So basically, the feeling that you get when you think about the idea that everybody on Earth has this life that's full and rich, and you will know nothing of most of it. So you're sondering. Well, it's, it is a... It is a it, now I assumed I was like, oh, that's really interesting. That's a cool word. But then I came to find out that it's just a word that somebody put on the internet in like a blog, gave it this definition, and put it in like the it's in like the dictionary of 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 uh, sadness or something. Like it's not in a real dictionary, right? It doesn't show up in Webster's or anything like that. So, is it a word? Yeah. So that's a word. It's, it's so like it's like a it got meme. me thinking. Yeah. Right. So it got me thinking, like, are there other things? So in college, we used to say the word bros, B-R-O-S-E. Yeah. Because that there was no word for the feeling of being really into something or, like, really wanting to do something. Like, we were brosing to go out that night. We were brosing to play basketball. I was brosing to go to Jimmy John's. Mm -hmm. So that's a word. Is it a word? I think it's a word. Yeah, I mean, you can't write it on your English paper. You can't, you know, you can't submit it to your to your boss on your TPA report or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's slang. It's a slang word. So I propose a new word, and I'm going to call it wort. It is a wort, W-E-R-T. Okay. And a wort is a word that is not in the dictionary, but it has an accepted meaning at least among you and your friends. So, bros is a wort. It is not necessarily a word, but it is for sure a word. And word in and itself of itself is a word as long as we begin to use it. And it's something that we can start here on this podcast. So if you have words that you use with your friends, they are now words. Dude, my my brain hurts from that one. <laughs> well, it also, just to bring it full circle, is the representation of our podcast one random thing. It is a word. We That's have, a random place to stop, so yeah, sounds good. We have delved into enough random things, from jeans to handshakes. That's episode one, one random thing. It turns out it's not one random thing. It's a few random things thrown together into a podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We're going to try to come back weekly. One random thing pod at gmail.com. Shoot us your ideas. Shoot us your things that uh, you think you want us to bring up. And you can also... Um, comment on things from this week if you have an added opinion maybe we'll have a segment where it's revisiting our old segments from uh viewer input so yeah so thanks for listening um steve and james thanks for joining yeah until next time Adios.